The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, hello and welcome to this fifth talk on wise thinking. I I, I suspect that uh, for much of my life, I didn't think much about my thinking. I didn't, uh, I took it for granted or took it as being what it is. And sometimes I, in a way, I took it to who I am. If my thinking represented me and my interests, my thoughts, my beliefs, my opinions, my emotions. And uh, it wasn't anything to question or consider or investigate. It was just taken for granted as a big, solid kind of event in its own right. With meditation, I've learned to not do that, but rather to be mindful of thinking, to investigate the nature of thinking, what goes on as I think, and the ecology of thinking. And thinking is a composite thing. It's made up of many different component parts, only one of which is the content of the thoughts, the very particular ideas or stories that are being uh, considered. And this was really a great thing to open up to the wider field of what's going on, the uh, emotional field, the physical field, what's going on in the body energetically, the tensions, the holdings, the emotions that were the fuel or the source for the emotions. And um, and uh, this is a pretty, you know, so that's included now when we do the basic introduction to meditation instructions here at IMC. And uh, it's a whole it's an hour and a half on mindfulness of thinking. The... Um, Um, And so one of the things we can begin discovering is that there are different levels of thinking or different sources within from where we think, qualitatively and different kinds of thinking that we can do. And when we start understanding the range of possible ways of thinking, kinds of thoughts we can have, not not so much the content, but um, where they arise from and what's feeding them and fueling them. And um, we can at some point discover that there's thinking that is free of any clinging attachment, free of any need. Whereas the surface mind, the more usual way of thinking, is operating from need, from desires, from greed, from aversion, from hostility, from uh, criticism, from confusion, from fear. In some, in or in, uh, uh, it's operating from stress. It's possible to discover a way of thinking that is stress-free. And for some people, th- this is the source of creativity. And some people need to take a vacation, or really, sometimes meditating is enough to awaken the capacity for creative thinking that is flow that can't flow when there's the limitation, contraction of any tension connected to thinking. So we start feeling there's a different way of thinking, a whole different approach to way of thinking. 
and it begins to put a question mark about the value of the usual way of thinking. Is this really the best thing to be doing? Is this really the best way to think? And more importantly, is the messages coming from the surface mind that does the thinking, is it really an accurate message? Is it true? Is it valuable? Is it, is it something that I need to believe in? Or is it appropriate to question it and look more deeply to see more deeply what's really going on here? And, you know, I found that the answer was often yes. It is appropriate to question. It is appropriate to look more deeply. What's really happening here, more deeply within? And so as we go deeper within, we discover that there's a place of thinking that um, is, comes out of a stress, being stress-free, or some part of us, some place, core part, or deep place inside where there's calm or peace. And that the way that the nature of those thoughts are very different. They are very simple. They can be sophisticated in, in because they can take in the whole of who we are, that when, whenever we're tense, we, we're always limited. And we have so many faculties, so many abilities that come into play that when there's a sense of harmony within, uh, then it, that, that, that all these things can come together into an intuitive understanding or a well-informed understanding that uh, we don't necessarily recognize all the data that's coming in. And that's why it's creative. That's why it knows so much and can be so, so uh, effective. And that's so deep, is very sim- so it can be sophisticated, but the content of the thoughts, the way they appear, is not complicated. It's not a deep, complicated analysis and thinking. And it's more, it's a satisfying thinking. It's satisfying in and of itself. It's very simple. And even that thinking can get quieter and quieter. And sometimes it's just this absolutely most rudimentary act of recognition of what's happening in the present moment. Calm, peace, knowing, joy, concentration, spaciousness, settled. Just kind of very simple, without leaning forward or against, not wanting or not wanting, just knowing, knowing, knowing. And so much drops away of our life. Things just drop away, drop away. And it just feels like the most satisfying place to be is in this very deep, quiet knowing that we really feel and are connected to our experience in a deep way. And it might even be possible to sense at some point that there is a kind of cognition, a kind of knowing that happens before uh, there are words, thoughts, images. A funny thing can happen in, 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 in deep states of meditation where it's possible to feel physically that uh, kind of like a physical sense that a thought is about to happen. The image I had when this often has is like a surface of water and a bubble begins growing up on the, on the surface of the water and that thought bubble at some point will leave the surface and, and I could feel a little bit of pressure, a little bit of movement or something, a little bit of energy behind the, the, the thinking. And because the, uh, the deep attention is right there to feel and know and recognize what's happening, this, 
almost pre-verbal knowing, that impulse to think fades away. I knew I was about to think, but I, I never knew, never discovered what those thoughts were going to be. In other words, thinking begins offline, often, in this deeper place. But something is, we have a rich inner life that's deeper than verbal thoughts and images that we do. And when the mind is quiet, we can sometimes sense this pre-verbal knowing. And um, not that it's necessarily knowing accurately, but it's knowing freely with the depth that, um, that then we can, because we're paying attention, being mindful, there's a kind of a check and balance system. We kind of feel, oh, is this so? And let's find out. Let's, let's look more deeply or check the situation out more. And so, but the important thing I wanted to highlight today is that it's possible to let the surface mind become silent. And it's exquisitely beautiful, wonderful to be in this world with the surface mind quiet and peaceful, but the deep mind present and aware and connected and consider, cons- considerate to what's happening around us, within us, there's an intelligence there. We don't need to have the surface mind always thinking, always operating, always figuring out. And the way that we can be present for others and present for ourselves, present for this world, with the surface mind quiet and peaceful and the deeper mind available is really wonderful. So to begin to recognize when the hum of the refrigerator quiets in the mind, the surface mind gets quiet. We can still think, but we're not thinking from the place where the hum is happening, the stress is happening, the silence of the surface mind. So I want to end with a story from my little book of stories uh, called The Monastery Within. The monastery work leader always appeared peaceful. This was not so unusual among the monks and nuns of the monastery. He was unique, however, in that he remained peaceful and calm even when the monastery was at its busiest. For example, when large crowds of people visited to celebrate the Buddha's birthday. If a person was needed to visit, if a person was needed to visit the hustle and bustle of the local market town, This was the monk the monastery usually sent. When asked how he managed to remain peaceful, he said, I entered the monastery for peace and quiet. I had spent years in the harried world of commerce and people. I longed for the silence the monastery was rumored to have. I was delighted with my first weeks in the monastery. The silence was exquisite. However, As I settled into the silence of the place, I was shocked to learn how noisy my my own mind was. The real noise was within. It was the busyness of my own mind that oppressed me, not the noise and activity of the world. Now, it doesn't matter to me where I go. I carry the silence 
within me. So, I hope that this week and talking about these different aspects of thinking has uh, opened a window for you to investigate and consider your thinking in a new way. And just to, to question what your thinking is about is a step towards a kind of mental freedom where we're not caught in the grip of our thoughts. We don't on automatic believe every thought we have and think that we are our thoughts. There is a deeper way of being, deeper way of living in the world that is not from the control tower of the surface mind. May that surface mind, from time to time, provide you with a nurturing silence and quiet. And may you discover how to operate in this world with the surface mind quiet. So thank you very much. So I have a few announcements. And um, first is I'm not going to be here for the next couple of weeks. I'm going to um, take the next uh, couple of weeks kind of more as a vacation time. And we'll be going to, um, with my, being with my family. And don't know exactly what we'll be doing yet, but I just want to uh, spend some time, um, you know, uh, not teaching and taking time off. And uh, so we have wonderful teachers who are coming. And uh, Liz Powell, who has not taught yet for this 7 a.m., she's one of the teachers here at IMC. And uh, she's a wonderful teacher and will be teaching next week. And I think she's teaching uh, about the Brahma Viharas. A wonderful preparation maybe for the new year. And then the first week of the new year, uh, uh, Kodo, Kodo Conlin, who has been here before, will, um, will be here. And I'll be here the following second week of the year. And my plan uh, for the beginning of the year is, the uh, last few years I've always uh, talked about um, something to do with meditation practice and sometimes a long series on, on it. I, what I'd like to do this time is go back to the basics that we use here at IMC and for and do the kind of a maybe in-depth uh, instructions on the basic insight practice that I teach here. And, um, and so even if you've been a practitioner for a long time, I hope that as I teach it, that uh, you, new dimensions will become available for you. And um, so it'll be a week uh, each on uh, the the five different areas that I emphasize in the intro, introduction to meditation course, breath, body, emotions, thinking, and then practicing in life. Also, I want to say that, uh, so this is my last uh, talk of the year, and maybe I'll just mention that for those of you who would like to support IMC, um, uh, I did write an end-of-the-year fundraising letter that... Um, uh, might be interesting for you to read, and if you'd like to support IMC, there's um, uh, you know there's a you can go to the donate page on IMC's website, and certainly I'm very appreciative and grateful for the support that our center receives, and and um, thank you for any support that you provide in all the different ways, and uh, so I'll put it here in the chat. The, 
think it went in. I tried. And uh, there it is, yes. Um, there's a link there. Hopefully, I don't know if you can get it, but I, I maybe it's not fully there, the link. But it's, um, it's on the YouTube uh, underneath the video. There's a place where the year end for Gil. So thank you. And uh, may your beginning of this new solar year, that's today, uh, be uh, a rebirth of all that's good in you. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. <laughs>